Hello and welcome to the Hyrulean Chronicles, a podcast from the Playtalk Repeat crew where we review and go in depth on the story of the entire Legend of Zelda timeline. I'm Oliver and I'm joined by Lewis and Alex. Hello. Hello. So this episode we're continuing to go down the Fallen Hero timeline with Link's Awakening which was originally released in 1993 on the Game Boy and then remade for the Nintendo Switch in 2019. I believe we've all played the remake, right? Yes. You know, none of us have gone back and played the game by one. Okay. So there's some contention on whether this comes first in the timeline or the Oracle games, which we've already done. But however, I think in the context of this story, it doesn't really matter. I mean, in the grand scheme of no. things, nothing ever really matters, you know. The universe is infinite and we're all going to die eventually. But this really doesn't mm. matter. So, But I personally think that this game comes after, as in the end of Oracle of Ages, Link departs on a boat, and at the beginning of this game, as you can see behind me, Link awakens on a boat. So, it all, yeah, it all makes sense to me. So, with that in mind, there's no story between the Oracle games and Link's Awakening, as they are one right after the other. So, we'll go straight into opening statements, please, Lewis. Brief score, brief summary, and a score. You can you make, it, make your score brief if you want as well. Okay, so <laughs> this game right here uh, is my favorite 2D Zelda game so far, Ooh. and I think it's going to be my favorite one, considering the rest of the games. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if it's due to the re- being it being remade and it looking so good and feeling so good, um, or just the story of the game in general. But I found all the dungeons for the most part to be incredibly fun. The game didn't hold your hand too much, but it also didn't take the piss with just making the player run around not knowing what they're doing. Um, and I don't know, just everything about the game, I think, is just done very, very well. And I think it's just a great Zelda game. So I'm going to give it a, a big fat eight. Oh, big fat eight. Alex? Decent. Uh, yeah, probably one of my... Uh, my mm, It's up there for 2D Zelda's, I think. It's probably top three, I think. How many have we played so far? 2D Zelda's five. No, a fair few. Five. Yeah, definitely top three, I think. Maybe top two. Uh, yeah, I really liked all the dungeons. Um, I think it was very well paced in, like, between dungeons. It wasn't, like, straight to the next dungeon, and it wasn't, like, here's a very long, drawn-out, like, in between each dungeon. I felt like in between each dungeon was, like, a perfect amount of time for me to get ready for the next dungeon. Uh, I gave it a seven. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay, great. So, like, going off from what Lewis said about this being his favourite 2D Zelda, so if it's difficult because we're, we're playing these quite ahead of, like, ahead of time, so I've already played the next few ones that we're going to record. Um, but in terms of the order in which we're doing them, this is my favourite 2D Zelda as well, if that makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Is Oliver lagging to you? Or yeah, he, li- he lagged a bit for me then. Oh, it was more than a bit for me. I didn't know what you said at all. <laughs> right, that, that, that's fine. Try try not to worry about it too much because it's not lagging for me. That's the main thing, and it's recording. Uh, no, it's more that I couldn't <laughs> respond to what you were saying because you he said in order of timeline. 
This is his favorite like, so far. Yeah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, they'll right. play. Up until now, this is his favorite. Yes, if that makes sense. exactly. Right, it, so it, a game that comes after this is his favorite. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? <laughs> who knows? We'll find out. So, so speaking specifically about the remake, the remake is really, really good. Like, they've made it like a hell of a lot more bearable to play than the than the yeah. the game by one. Um, oh yeah for sure. And like in terms of like the overall game, it doesn't drag, which I think at this point yeah. when we've played this many Zelda games, that in itself is a magical thing when a game doesn't drag and you actually really do enjoy it, even though we're playing the very similar games over and over again. I think it's more yeah, than what we can ask. Welcome. Yeah. No, so I'm as gonna... much as I don't sorry, just real quick, as much as I don't like to say that like just because a game looks old it ruins my experience of it but i genuinely think this being remade has done like wonders for the game like comparing this to oracle of scenes of oracle of ages even though i really enjoyed those games the whole graphical overhaul and just the way this game plays the way it plays like a modern game now i think just works really really well in its favor and i'm like a hundred percent certain that added to the enjoyment like a ton i feel like if we played the game boy version of this game I don't think we'd be saying the same thing at all because I think just even maneuvering around the map and just getting around would have been such a chore <laughs> in the original game that I think everyone would have just hated it. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it was just a really good time. I honestly want to see more games remade like this um, just in this style because I think it just works very, very well. Yeah, I was just, yeah, as soon as I finished playing this the first time, I thought... I really hope they do the similar thing for a link to the past. Yeah. I still hope that now, to be honest with you, because it might make it a little bit better. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Like the way something looks, it doesn't. Like, it shouldn't change the way. Like I mean, the, the Oracle games, we really enjoyed the Oracle games, and those, yeah. those were on Game Boy Color, so it's not a one-to-one like ratio. But yeah. So speaking of graphics, so graphically, what did we think of the game? Uh, I I think I, honestly, when I first saw it years ago, because this came in like twenty nineteen. I remember seeing it for the first time and be like, why did they choose the art style for it? Yeah. Um, I assume we could talk about story spoilers in this, yeah. can't we? Yeah, yeah. you go for it. Been uh, obviously, the main theme of the game is that it all takes place in a dream and it's a memory that doesn't really exist. So once I found that out, the whole art style makes perfect sense to me in my head. Like, it matches it perfectly. Yeah. Um. Originally, I was just like, that's an odd art style to choose, but I kind of vibed with it. I didn't. I wasn't like a huge fan of it. Um, but I think they did a really good job of linking it to like the actual context of the game. And I think they chose an art style that not only fits the game, but I think will never age. I think th this is like perfect looking when it comes to like an art style for a Zelda game. Yeah. Um, and I don't see any way in the future how any game honestly can look better than this. I feel like this is peak 2D Zelda unless they go back to the whole uh like pixel art style of things i feel like in a 3d format this is the best the 2d zelda game is ever going to look yeah definitely. and i don't really think they can like outdo that but look how cute he is he's a little toy he is he's incredibly cute Honestly, yeah that's why that's why i mean that's what he's supposed to look like a, like a toy like quality isn't it right very yeah. shiny and plastic here alex anything to add not really lewis pretty much just said everything i wanted to say so yeah, it looks like a tie gives off that dreamlike quality. What the game, what, yeah. what the game was actually going for. Great, exactly. So, I wanted it. So, have we got any glaring issues with the game? Now, I know that I, yes. I know for a fact that you two are going to have some. They're going to do they'll be the exact same as me. So, Alex, hit me with them. 
uh, the game lags. Oh, oh. it runs yeah. like shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I was really confused. Then I was like, I don't, I can't think of anything glaring. Oh no, but yeah, the lag, the lag was the horrendous. Lag. Yeah, and it's constant as well. There's no, the, yeah. it, it never, it never stops. Whether you're playing in handheld or, or through the dock, the game constantly has frame rate drop, uh, drops, like constantly. Yeah, wild. Because you compare this to like Breath of the Wild, and Breath of the Wild is like <laughs> runs like butter. Looks, yeah, it runs like butter. Yeah. Like, it was made for the Switch, but this game was made two years after, which and it's much like lower scale like game compared to Breath of the Wild, and it runs like shit. I yeah. don't get it. And the worst part is this has now been out for what three years, and they've not fixed three it. Three years, now. yeah, and they haven't, not, patched they haven't patched it. They haven't patched it. It's still it's still running like this. Like, it's not it's not enough to completely take away from your enjoyment of it, but it's fucking noticeable. It's it's the thing as well is that I know the company that made it, which is Grezzo, they yeah. also made the uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and Luigi's Mansion. And yeah, they all runs like they... shit, though. Oh, does it add on the DS? Yeah, it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, it runs like shit. I was gonna say, I know Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time run really well on the DS. Yeah. Um, and they got that working on a DS, <laughs> so I would have thought anything they did on the Switch would have been incredibly easy for them, but apparently not. I'll give them a bit of like leeway because at the end of the day, it is just and it's not a first party like it, Nintendo doesn't own Grezzo, do they? I assume. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to assume they don't have that much money, so they probably did well with what they had, but I still don't think there's much excuse for the, like, yeah, how horrendous it lags pretty much any time you're outside of a dungeon. When you're going between towns or if there's a lot of grass and a lot of enemies, the game just, like, comes to a halt for, like, no reason. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing you can do about it either. You can't stop it. You just sort of have to accept that it's running at, like, 2 FPS um, and then just sort of chug your way forward. Uh, and it did take away from the experience a lot of the time, I can't lie. Because, like, it wasn't something subtle. Like, it would be lasting lag yeah. that would last a yeah. couple of seconds. And your game, like I said, would completely come to a halt. Um, so, yeah, it definitely hindered the experience a lot. It made it very annoying to just travel around, really. Yeah. Also, one more thing. So, did anyone else find it very jarring that you can only travel in eight directions? Yeah, I brought this up to, uh, Al- I brought this up to Alex. Yeah. yeah it's, it's strange. Because... I- Pokemon X and Y did the exact same thing. It's, it introduced the uh, the analog stick and then decides, we're going to give you the analog stick, but we're going to basically make it work as a D-pad. And yeah. at that point, why not just let me use the D-pad? <laughs> like, it feels so uncomfortable to be moving an analog stick in, like, a complete 360, but it's only moving at certain points. Like, I re- it feels terrible to play, and it took me about an hour to get used to it. I don't know why... They decided to do it like that because the D-pad wasn't even used for anything, was it, in the game? No. So like, what? So why not just let me use the D-pad then? It just it makes no sense. I kind of understand coming from like a a gameplay and design perspective of making it match the original one because obviously the, the 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 floors are laid out as if you were using a D-pad and you can only move in those directions. Yeah. But they remade it so that that wasn't a factor anymore. So I don't. I don't know. I guess it was maybe to prevent like certain glitches and stuff from being done. Um, I mean, maybe, but it's just like Link Between Worlds, which came out two years before this, or well, two years before the remake. That has full control but of the analog. The main so. thing I'd argue is, is they got to design that from the ground up, though, so they could design yeah. all the levels in mind with you being able to move anywhere. Since Link those Between were taken... Worlds came out in like 2013, Oliver. Did it? All right, I've got 2017 in my head for some reason. 
but but yeah, so, <laughs> since that, so yeah, since to be fair, I don't know how accurate of a remake is this, but I assume most of the levels and stuff are taken one for one. Um, yeah, I assume yeah. it was to stop a lot of glitches and stuff from maybe being able to be done if you were allowed to just move in every single direction. There's probably some stuff you'd be able to manipulate, I guess. Um, yeah. Does anyone know how accurate this is, the remake? Do you know how much stuff was it's changed? Pretty, it's I've, pretty accurate. I've, I've seen comparisons, yeah, and it looks... Uh, yeah, I think they added more seashells in. Um, I'm trying to think what else they might have done. Well, they Obviously, added the whole... this is this is the third, like think of this game because they already remade it once for the game by color adding the color dungeon and then they remade it again for switch oh yes the color dungeon yeah um yeah but i mean is there any massive issues um for me there's a couple of dud dungeons for me but we'll get to that when we get to it so we'll get into the into the actual story of the game so where there are spoilers at this point so while travelling the sea, Link comes across a terrible storm. His boat sinks and he awakens washed ashore on Koholint Island. Anyone else want to help me pronounce that? Koholint. Koholint. He is rescued by a young woman called Marin. As Link traverses the island and learns more about his inhabitants, they all share the same opinion. There is nothing beyond the sea. How strange. Link learns that the only way to leave the island is to wake the windfish, which is currently slumbering in an egg atop Mount Tamaranch. In order to wake, said windfish, Link must travel the land of Koholint and conquer, you guessed it, eight dungeons, each of which holds an instrument of the siren. Link journeys to the top of Mount Tamaranch, instruments in hand, and plays the ballad of the windfish taught to him by Marin. This cracks open the egg and Link steps inside. Inside the egg, Lynx fights the Nightmare. Upon the Nightmare's defeat, it reveals that the island and all its inhabitants are just the dream of the Windfish, and if he awakes, then the island would cease to exist. With the Windfish awake, Link himself wakes in the middle of the open seas, adrift on a piece of driftwood. So it was all a dream. Whose dream? Was it the Windfish's dream? Was it Link's dream? I don't fucking know. Is it the Steagle's dream? You spoiled that for me as well, Oliver. I was very sad. Yeah. I really enjoyed the story of the game until about five dungeons in, and I remembered you spoiled it the other day, and then I was it's like, not oh, your fault okay. remembering. It's literally not my fault in the slightest. It's your fault, Oliver. I realised when I'm writing these notes, I really need to practice these words before I say them, because that was the first <laughs> time that I've ever said out loud, Koholin or Tamaranch. <laughs> Yeah, Tamaranch on that bus. Oh, well, it, like in my head, as I was writing it down, it was Tamarank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as I was reading it out loud, it made sense to say Tamaranch. So, what do you think of the story then? Besides me spoiling it, Lewis, I think I genuinely thought this, out of all the stories we've had so far, this is probably one of the best ones. I think it's a really good message, um, and I think for a Nintendo game, especially, it's quite dark and sad. Um, yeah. All the other stories for the most part are just a rehash of the same thing but just done slightly differently uh, and i feel like this is the first time in the 2d ones that we've seen like a big leap and actually trying something new uh and i think overall just the, the whole freshness of it and the whole message of the story i just think it was a really good time overall like i genuinely when i saw the ending i actually felt something like damn that's quite sad and coming from the other games where i finish it and feel nothing <laughs> um that's like a huge bonus for me so yeah i don't know i just i thought the story was really really good i had a good time with it yeah aside nah, from getting spoiled no nah, i agree it was very it was unique wasn't it it was very, very unique yeah, very unique there's a reason that the, like this game kind of has a cult following even amongst like zelda fans yeah. like link's awakening is a lot of people's like number one zelda game for this reason 
Yeah. Well, I mean, a game has to do something special to be a Game Boy game and still be your favorite game out of all the games that have come after it. Yeah. So, yeah, I do understand. Yeah, that yeah, I like the I like the way there's like Mario enemies and stuff on the island. Oh yeah, because yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream. I was gonna yeah. say, were they were they in the original game? All those. Yeah, they were in the original. Oh wow, okay. Goombas, Chain Jumps, all that. They're all there. Have you anything to add from YouTube. on the story, Alex? Uh, no, just just agree with Lewis that I really enjoyed it. It's very unique for a Zelda game. Um, like you wouldn't you wouldn't have expected it like when you were younger playing this like oh this is actually all a dream this is crazy yeah well, if you played this as a kid i think that would have been mind-blowing i yeah. think that would have been incredible probably mind-blowing <laughs> for you now if it didn't spoil it oh no, yeah <laughs> <laughs> apologies crazy right so uh we'll move on to favorite and least favorite dungeon god we are blasting through this today so favorite and least favorite dungeon and why alex Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, it's almost as if we do really this every liked, single time. <laughs> I really liked the Eagle's Tower. I thought that was a really uh, unique uh, take on the like how you actually accomplish the dungeon, with the fact that you have to pick up the wrecking ball and like actually, it's oh, actually yeah. just bring the the level down. Uh, I really liked that. Um, it took a while for me to like remember about like the wrecking ball because I was like, why is there this wrecking ball on the map? And then yeah, I remember yeah. these pillars and you had to knock them down. Uh, yeah, I really like that and I really like the boss as well, even though it was really easy. Uh, least favourite? Oh, you say really uh, easy. Were any of the bosses in this game particularly hard? No. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, think so, really. Yeah. Um, the, the nightmare. That, 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 has some, that has some scary the, points in it. To be no. yeah, the nightmare, honestly, I, I, I did die, but I, I got revived because I had the... Fairy. Oh yeah, the fairy. Yeah. Um, I don't know for least favorite. I don't know if there was any that was like really, really bad. Maybe the anglers' tunnel because there's water, a lot of water sections having to travel between it. That's like the only one that I thought was like really bad. Other than that, I really liked all of them. Like there wasn't one that was like really bad. I fundamentally disagree, but we'll come to Lewis first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, my favorite one was actually Turtle Rock. Oof. I liked I liked how non-linear Turtle Rock was and you could legit pretty much tackle it from any angle you possibly could. Um like the thing is with most Zelda dungeons, they all play like this is the specific rooms you have to go to to get certain keys otherwise you're not getting to a certain point like it's just not possible. But this dungeon actually lets you tackle it from pretty much like any part of the dungeon uh and you can pretty much go to any room you want and still make it to the end um a negative of that is that it can get you kind of lost because you can end up going to a bunch of rooms that don't mean anything and it's just kind of pointless um but i just liked that freedom and i also liked the aesthetic of the whole dungeon i thought it was very very fun um my least favorite dungeon was probably the angler's tunnel or the key cavern um i didn't like a lot of the puzzles um in angler's tunnel um i thought it was i don't know i just i because i i thought it was very bland looking because it was just very gray and there wasn't there wasn't it was just very gray and it was a lot of running back and forward um i didn't overly like any of the water aspects of it um either luckily there weren't any like hugely water focused dungeons in this game which was like a huge plus for me because um, I really don't enjoy any of the water levels in any of these games. But yeah, I fought in Angler's Tunnel specifically. 
um, there was just a lot of going back and forward and a lot of me accidentally not doing something in a certain room and having to run all the way back and it just it just got very very annoying i also thought the boss was incredibly boring um and by far the easiest boss in the game uh it lasted about a whole like six seconds and it just was incredibly short and just not fun um i do want to point something out though from the gameplay uh, and i'm going to compare this to the other games again because this is the first time i've been able to do this i think um obviously in all the old zelda games they all had the issues of uh uh, the, the having to choose your items from the inventory and switch them out. And as a result of that, in all these Zelda games we've played so far, I've not used the shield, like, a single time. In this game, I got to use the shield, like, properly, and yeah. I had so much fun with it <laughs> because it was just on a button, and I used it so much throughout the entire game. And I've never had that experience with the shield in any of these games so far because I never equip it because I can't be asked because yeah. I don't want it wasting a slot. <laughs> And I don't know, I just can't say like how much of a refreshing feeling it was to be able to actually block stuff and reflect stuff. Um, I feel like, I feel it like you had like... to use it. Yeah. 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 I'm not I'm not sure if that's the case in the original Link's Awakening though, because I know in Link's I think in the original Link's Awakening the uh the Pegasus boots are an item. It's not it's not something that's yeah, just no, yeah, equipped. It is. So I'm yeah. assuming the shield is something you have to equip as well. Shield is an item like, as well. It's just so nice. Like I, I never get to use the shield because mm. I don't want to waste the slot and I, I, I got to use it and yeah. it was fun. And it made combat so much nicer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's almost like it's almost compulsory in the combat in this game to use a shield because yeah. you, you need to stagger enemies and stuff. So, um, so my favorite and least favorite dungeon. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> so my, my favorite was probably the face shrine. I like how like the map itself was a puzzle. That was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like how that came into it. Um, but more importantly, my least favorite was, and I, this is. Not only my least favorite dungeon in this game, I think it's one of the worst dungeons in any <laughs> Zelda game ever. And I think Eagle's right. Tower is a fucking awful. Like it's real bad. When I first play, when, when I first played this game, like way back when it first came out in twenty nineteen. Nineteen. Um, so I wasn't playing with this with a guide or anything like that because you don't when you first play a game. Yeah, I, I did this time. It's only only on this dungeon though. Because Eagle's Tower is the only dungeon i use the guide on as yeah, well because it's impossible to fucking follow yes. the whole like the, the, the pillars thing it just feels stupid and really like, I, it, it wasn't for me I, don't, I just didn't like it it frustrated yeah. me more than anything when i started this game again for the for this podcast i said i'm not gonna i'll use the guide in the overworld fair enough but for the dungeons i'm not going to use the guide because i've done them all before without a guide yeah, yeah, completely yeah. fine apart from eagle's tower because i'm not spending another two hours trying to figure it out yeah, I, I think <laughs> without a guide for Eagle's Tower, it's incredibly convoluted, and yeah. one slip up like makes you have to do like ten minutes worth of stuff you've already done just to go and pick something up that you already had, and then hope to not put it in the wrong room or drop it down the wrong hole or go to the wrong like area. Um, the guide I feel like is almost essential for this if you want to do it within a reasonable amount of time yeah. and not just trial and error repeatedly <laughs> for like an hour. Um. Yeah, I I do like the idea of the dungeon for sure. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. I just feel like it punishes the player too much if you don't know exactly where you're going, and it becomes more of a chore rather than like a fun like figuring out thing. Um, if I didn't have a guide, or if I didn't start using the guide partway through it, I legit probably would have been on that for like over an hour, and I would have just hated every second of it. Yeah. Um, but the idea of it is cool though. Oh yeah, I, I like, I like the, the idea of dropping it, down, dropping the tower down. And, yeah. and then up, I just like, think it was done. Accessible. I think it was done kind of poorly, though. Yeah, 
in this I, game. I, I feel like this is a dungeon that could have improved right, with a bit of a bit of TLC, something like well, that. Well, God knows what that's like in the original game. That's yeah. probably terrifying in the original game. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I remember. Um, so we we are we, we get we are I've said this last podcast we are getting to the point now where we, where this feels kind of redundant because a lot of the items are the same. Um, oh yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 so we're not going to do favorite and least favorite item, but I am just going to shout. I'm going to shout out mine because I have thought of some and feel free to do the same. Uh, right. So for for my for me my favorite item was the Koholan Co- sword because right. like, when you get that and you pair it with the red tunic, fuck me, you feel like a god. Oh no, god. yeah, you just one shot. Like god, you just, everything yeah. just dies so quickly. And um, so you, you get that from collecting 40 seashells throughout the land and it feels like a really, really good uh, like a reward for collecting them. But And then for you get, when there's actually like, so that's 40 out of 50 seashells. When you get 50, you just get a, a tablet for the create your own dungeon thing. Which doesn't yeah. feel like a good reward for getting all yeah. of them. Well, well, what's the reward in the original game? Or do they just have get, less seashells? Ah, uh, okay. Um, Alex, did you choose which male? Did you choose? Did you choose the blue male or the red male? Blue. Right, that might be why your save is different. Do you remember? Yeah, your thoughts yeah, yeah, no. We, 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 me and him, me and him talked about this when he had the white outline oh, doing, around his arm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. when yeah. I got it, I figured I was like, I, that must be because Alex chose the the armor this time, which is why his hearts have the thing over it. Yeah, it's I swear a, it, it was blue last time. It essentially, just doubles your hearts. Um, yeah, I chose. Yeah. Re- I really like that dungeon by the way. Shout out to that color dungeon. I didn't think it was quite fun. Color dungeon. That, that, was, that, that was added in. Yeah, I was gonna shout out as could be kind of useless. I didn't really enjy it. I, I, I just thought it was just a nice little, just like 20 minute, just like fun time. And I got a nice reward at the end of it. I yeah. thought it was quite fun. It's nice to have it, I guess. I also really like the puzzle for finding it. I, I felt big brain finding that. I didn't use the guide <laughs> for that. I actually felt sick doing that. I thought like, I, I don't know. I just had a good time with that. Um, item wise, I don't know, man. They're all, I think this is generic, generic as the items get. Yeah, yeah, in Zelda games. The only thing like, is the magic rod, but... That's just like the fire rod. Yeah, exactly. And again, I'll shout out the worst. I think my worst one was the bow and arrow because never in a Zelda game has a bow and arrow felt more useless, and you had to spend nine hundred and eighty rupees to buy it. I I used it quite a bit to be honest. I, used I, never, it, yeah. I never used it. I, 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 especially, I didn't feel need for it. Especially since I got the early bow upgrade because I accidentally. So do you no. know, yeah, I accidentally said no by complete accident, and then I panicked, and then it was like, I'll give you arrows instead, and I was like, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, with, <laughs> yeah, the, with, the, arrows. with, with the things that are cursing you with, um, with, with more uh, yeah, with gifts. arrows. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I found the bow quite fun. I, I honestly enjoyed using the bow. I, If anything, I thought, like, the magic rod, uh, this has been an issue with quite a few Zelda games where it's the last item. I thought the magic rod was just kind of shit and pointless, because yeah, the magic rod was shit had it for the, 10 minutes. But the boomerang was good. And I think the, the boomerang could kill more enemies than the boomerang. Oh, no, yeah, the, the boomerang was noted. Yeah, the boomerang felt overpowered yeah. at times. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know why they made it so strong. <laughs> God knows. It's it it what, this what I mean. So I just felt like. But you still needed to buy that bow and arrow for. I, I mean, think you one puzzle in one dungeon. Yeah, yeah, but then you get marked as a thief. I don't want to be a thief. Yeah, but apparently <laughs> the boomerang could beat the final boss in a single hit. Can I? Oh, sure, wish I, I mean, yeah, it, that's it, not just on I mean, it could beat all the mini bosses in like two hits, from what I remember. I know, I know it, it, it was really it's good. Dang. It was overpowered. Um, favorite item, shield, man. Fuck it, the shield Sorry, was great. Shield. Just because I got to use it, like I'm so happy that I got to use the shield. I've never felt an experience like it in Zelda. Uh, even in Ocarina of Time, I barely ever used the shield because, like, why, man? I don't care. I'll just whack no. shit. I don't need a shield. 
You only, you only use them when you need to get get stuff deacon yeah. scrubs. But in this game, man, it was like actual combat. I had to think about it. It was like hit the shield up, stun him, smack him. It was great stuff. I'd really enjoy this. Right. Can I also? I also want to say I'm just gushing about this game. It's a good game. <laughs> I'm also a huge fan because, like I said, they changed a lot of stuff in this game from the original, and a lot of the stuff in the old Zelda games takes the piss with like secrets and stuff. Like, oh. There's a crack on the wall that you do not know is a crack, but there is a crack on the wall. In this game, it marks it all very clearly, and I don't care if some people are like, oh, it ruins the fun of the thing. No, it doesn't. <laughs> a, a puzzle should be fair to the point where you can figure it out. You shouldn't have to just blindly guess over and over until you solve the puzzle. That's not a puzzle. That's just you guessing and brute forcing it. This game, I feel like, presented it all in a very... Like I said, not in a way that holds your hand too much, but it doesn't make the game incredibly easy either. I think it made it... I think it was like a perfect balance of puzzle and just like a simple linear experience. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, they just did a really good job of it, man. I think it fixes a lot of these older games when they actually remake them like this and make it not a horrible time to play. Yeah, it just, um, it just re like redefines it as a classic kind of thing. Yeah, than... like... I, I fully understand people liking the original ones and stuff, but I think people need to get over the idea that just because they played it in like nineteen ninety two and they had to use a, a like a, a actual like walkthrough like from the game to actually get through it doesn't make it better than just being able to figure it out yourself. Like stupid secrets in those old Zelda games. There were a couple in this. I'd say the worst it got in this was the seashells, but yeah. once you got the well, you get the tracker, uh, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Once you get the tracker, it becomes very simple. And again, but it doesn't make it too easy because it doesn't tell you exactly where it is. You still have to like figure out the puzzle in the general area. But and I, I never think it got like to the point where it was like I never would have figured this out if I was just doing it myself. Yeah. Um, which I think is very good, and I think I don't know. It's just very nice that they took the time to actually make all that actually modern and not just remake it one for one and then just still make it annoying like it was back in the day, probably. Yeah, um, I do just appreciate that. So before we got onto favorite and least favorite boss, I just want to talk about the soul. We mentioned briefly the uh, the create your own dungeon game that Dampe runs. Did any either of you do it? I didn't do it because Alex warned me that it was very boring, and I don't like building my own levels in games. I've never been a fan of it. I'm not good at it, so I don't usually touch that stuff. Uh, so I, I did it the first time I played. Yeah, I was going for all the heart pieces, so I had you have to. To, to, to do it and I, I didn't end up getting all the heart pieces at the end I've, alex has got one more than me for some reason i followed the guide exactly <laughs> in the overworld but i'm missing one heart piece and i've no idea why uh no um, idea. but anyway uh, but my I favorite item it. thanks for asking all of us sorry yes very um, item, alex yeah yeah i just i just shout out to the boomerang because it's just it great, and magic powder was a bit shit but that's about it yeah there you go okay cool so uh, favorite, favorite and least favorite boss. Alex, you can go first. There you go, mate. Oh, thanks. Um, I'd say the worst one is probably facade, the face. Yeah. Yeah. All you do, all you do is throw a bomb at him, and that's it. That's literally all you do. Um, it's very boring. A lot of the bosses are very, very boring. Uh, well, yeah, because they're all very simple. Like, then none of them really offer up yeah. any challenge. Oh, Hothead's pretty shit as well because all, all literally, all you do is stand still and just use the magic rod, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, favorite though, probably Slime Eyes because it's 
I've never seen him before where you have to use the Pegasus boots to actually, yeah. like, because you had to, like, split him in half. Which that, I really one, I, that one pissed me off. It because, took me ages. No, no, the thing is, I realized instantly what I had to do, but the hit detection wasn't having it, so it, it like, gaslit me into <laughs> thinking that that's not what I was meant to do. And then I tried for, like, 20 minutes, looked up a guide, <laughs> and it did exactly what I thought it was. I just wasn't center enough. Of the the yeah, slime, so the hitbox is very fucking yeah. I, 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 I was I was pissed, bro. I was mad. Gaslight, yeah. Gaslighting's no, not real. Gaslighting's not real, Lewis. You're being crazy. Ah, the game fucking gaslit. Yeah, me. <laughs> I, was, I was mad. Being crazy, man. Uh, Lewis, your favorite and least favorite boss. Um, I, I honestly, it's very similar. Valley. I thought facade was very very boring. It didn't. It offered up nothing. But I'm going to say slime eel. Just because, um, again, I, this game, I, it, it just gaslit me. I, I, I was like, right, to to kill this enemy, I'm going to have to shoot it with a hook shot in the mouth and do something. I did it a couple of times and it missed. So again, I also thought, right, that's not it. I went through my entire inventory, blah, blah, blah. And then I did figure it out it was the hook shot. But that level is designed so poorly because the tail is always coming at you whichever side you're on and every time you go to try and grab it you just get smacked by the tail you lose a heart you have to try again and it's just really tedious really long and it's 100% luck um i'm sure there's some things you can do to like kill it quickly once you pull it out the first time you can maybe like one phase it or something but it is entirely luck reliant on whether or not that tail hits you because from what i understand there was no way to block it or hit it away you just have to not be stood in front of it when it comes at you um so I just found that to be incredibly annoying. Um, my favorite, honestly, was probably the Nightmare boss. I That was the toughest boss in the game. Yeah. Uh, I offered up the most challenge. I offered up the most variety. Uh, and I thought all of the forms were pretty fun. I enjoyed my like the entire Nightmare boss. Yeah. Um, was, it just, was it just me? Because I had the blue mail that i didn't have any problems with the final boss potentially it does you, you just you take a lot of hits yeah yeah you, yeah like, he, he hits hard and yeah. hits fast yeah. I, I think i only lost like one line of my hearts and that was no, it yeah no it's, so yeah one line of hearts for you is two line of hearts for us yeah and i I, I, yeah. I didn't die on it but i came very very close like very close i had uh, a fairy as well but i didn't it didn't like, no pop. so um so my favorite was my fa- thank you. My favorite was the genie. I like the idea. Like it's very rare. Like, the power bracelet actually like is a bo- is a, an item to kill a boss. Yeah, with. that was pretty cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's power bracelet, and they used the Pegasus boots. So it, yeah, they used like all the weapons. I did, yeah, I did think the game when it did it actually it only did it sometimes, which is the issue. It used the items in a very fun way to actually handle some of the combat situations it only did it a couple of times but when it did it i thought it was really fun and that's what i expect from most of the the bosses in most of these games but it never actually happens 99 percent of the time the items are useless but i thought in this game a couple of them did utilize the items very well um i will give the game credit for that yeah i'm with you um so so my least favorite boss um i, I was i was gonna say slime eye but I feel like I'm giving him a bit of a bad rap. Like the thing is, Slimey is he is pretty the easiest boss in the game by a damn mile. Like it is oh. clever the way you beat him, but he is easiest is Moldor. Who's global? Which one's that? Moldorm. Mold, yeah, Moldorm. First one. Well, and with Moldorm, you at least got you at least got to aim. But with Slimey, you hit the no, wall. I... You hit the wall. You hit 
the, you hit the slime three times and you break them apart. Yeah, and you just hit them in the face. Yeah, like, true. when I was doing the create your own dungeon things, you've got to put a boss at the end of each I one. I always pick slime eye because I could do it in 20 seconds. Piss easy. Especially when you got your upgraded sword and everything. Each side of him takes two hits and that's it, he's dead. Uh, but thinking about it, I think slime eel, what, what Lewis picked, is probably the worst one. Like you say, it's very tedious. Yeah, and it's just really look dependent. It's not. It's not skill. No. You just have to hope that it doesn't smack you in the face when you grab it. No, agreed. Uh, so, is there anything else any either of you want to say about Link's Awakening before we wrap up? Uh, Rover was my favorite mini boss because I liked that he threw his ball and then you picked it up and he ran away. <laughs> well, that was pretty <laughs> funny too. <if>, uh... <laughs> I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that as a mini boss. It's, it's like, like what did he expect to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's just it's just the idea of literally just yeah, just using his weapon against them. Like, oh shit! <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, and I hated the Dodongo snakes. They can suck my ass. They were shit. Oh, they were so annoying. Which dungeon was it? Was it Total Rock where you had yes, to, you had had to throw, throw it over the edge? Yes. You had to throw it over the edge. Yes, when you were it took me mop. like 10 minutes. Oh yeah, my god. So I already killed them at the bottom, and then the chest spawned at the top. I was like, buzzing, I'll go up there, and then the chest despawned. The thing is, like, they're, oh, they're not a boss because they're, they're just kind of just chilling doing their own thing, aren't they? They're not exactly attacking yeah. you. They're just no, yeah, they're not attacking wandering you. around, and you're just murdering them for no reason <laughs> yeah. by making them eat explosives. Then anyway. they reject half the time. Yes, when you throw yeah. it. Out. It was like shake the editor. It was like, all right, <laughs> fuck off. Uh. <laughs> right. Anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, so the next game we'll be playing for High Ruling Chronicles is a link between worlds, and that should be going up on the channel on or around the 9th of September. Uh, for the rest right. of this month, we have our Gamescom opening night reactions coming out on the 24th of August. They should be up shortly after the uh, the actual presentation. And our video game book club review of Tulip will be coming out on the 26th. Until next time, we shall see you later. Bye. Bye.